What's up? And welcome to the hostile takeover of your Bag Clan Fantasy Football Podcast. <clears throat> I am your host, Tyler, and I'm joined by Rob and Bitch Boy Blake. What, how's it going? Excellent. Um, anybody who would like to join me in the uh, uprising to retake my throne, please uh, DM <laughs> me and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll game plan from there. <laughs> so uh, we're going to... Any, let's hit on news first. Any news that you guys have? Um, there is breaking news. Tyler is sucks. <laughs> Tyler yep. is sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, good. Uh, in other news, Taylor Lewan tore his ACL, so that's a hit to the Titans' offensive line. Uh, what else do we got, Rob? I mean, uh, there's actually people coming back. I mean, Ertz, uh, Zach Ertz, who wasn't necessarily. Uh, you know, storming up the landscape at the tight end position, got hurt last week. So did Miles Sanders. Uh, so Philly, besides having no receivers, now doesn't have a tight end or a running back. I heard. So while we're, and while we're talking about I the heard... Eagles, there there is talks of the Eagles are more than willing to trade uh, Jeffrey and Ertz. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Uh-oh. We, we've talked that Ertz is glue factory, uh, but yeah, I mean, with the emergence of Fulgum and, uh, you know, I'm assuming they like what they saw uh, from Rager before the injury. It makes sense. Right. They want to get out from under Jeffrey. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think he's gone. Uh, Ertz is gone after this year. They, they have to stick with uh, Wentz just because they invested so much to get him, but he, really hasn't played very well this year on top of all of their personnel being out. It's just, it's, it's not looking good for the Eagles. I heard something today and I'm not sure it was, if it was facetious or if it was real, but somebody said the Eagles are currently either have one or two starting players from last year's team uh, on the offense. Uh, I, I think that's probably right. <clears throat> yeah. Ertz Goddard, uh, well, Djax, but he only played one game. Uh, well, Rager, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I mean, fucking everybody's dead. And um, Lane Johnson, pretty much all year, um, until tonight, I think he's active tonight for the first time. In right, I mean, he's always hurt, but at any rate, uh, they so that's a guy they're finally getting back. So I don't know, maybe they do something, but it's it's hard to believe in them. And, <laughs> Look at that NFC East. This is the only reason why Dallas is still doing anything is because you've got the Giants and Redskins who are terrible, and you got the Philly who's so beat up. Dallas is like, okay, I guess you know why not? <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. Um, it no CBS, I don't want it. <laughs> God, that was loud. Uh, I was trying to look up injuries other injuries but cbs is loud as fuck so uh you guys figure it out you guys can look it up um as far as injuries go uh half my team is injured <sighs> maybe you should be better i mean as far as big names who are out nick chubb is still out um you know, obviously, um christian mccaffrey still hasn't come back i think he's midway between his his four to six week um you know, not fantasy, sort of fantasy related, but all the Dallas uh, uh, linemen seem to be out. Uh, I don't know how well this is going to bode for Zeke's chances to run uh, this week against the Redskins, especially since they have a, actually a decent front seven. Uh, 
Um, is Chase Young going to be back? Who was that? Chase, Chase Young? Young going to be back? Yeah, actually, I actually think he – I'm not 100%, but I thought he was played last week, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah, if yeah, I'm Andy Dalton, I'm going to retire before the game. Yeah, he's he's not on the injury report this week. So, yeah, he, Chase Young is back. Blake, how many uh, buys do you need on your team? Um, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. All right. So anything else or should we jump into the first matchup? I mean, let's jump in. Why not? All right. Our first matchup is between the Fighting Hedgehogs and the Fantasy Reapers. Uh, Fighting Hedgehogs coming in at two and four. And I believe the Fantasy Reapers also coming in at two and four. If my ad block would work. There we go. Yep. You're correct. All right. Uh, we'll start off with quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson for the Hedgehogs at, versus Green Bay and Josh Allen at the Jet. Um, well, first off, Tyler, I just want to say how surprised I am right now. What's that? I feel like I'm not going to like this. Oh, well, see, Tyler said that he was hijacking because he had so many surprises. And I just want to say that I am just flabbergasted as fuck about how different this podcast has gone if I were the host. I mean, holy cowsers, man. I just can't believe it. And I just want to take Josh Allen all fucking day in this matchup. You know what? I'm going to agree with the last part of your sentence there. I will take Josh <laughs> Allen against the Jets in this matchup easy. I do like Deshaun Watson against Green Bay, but I like Josh Allen in a, in a, in a bounce-back game after having, you know, kind of a down week for him last week. Um, the Jets are n- nothing. So, yeah, give me Josh Allen. All right. Uh, and surprise, we'll go wide receivers. Uh, Tyreek Hill at Denver and Will Fuller versus Green Bay for the Hedgehogs and Terry McLaurin versus Dallas and Stephon Diggs at the Jets. Well, I'll go first here. And so on paper, when you first look at this, you'd be like, oh, it's Hill and Fuller. Come on. But but look at Dallas. They make everybody look good. And Terry McLaurin is actually really good. Um, Even though he doesn't have the best quarterback in the world, I'm sure Dallas can't cover him. So. And Diggs against the Jets. We already talked about uh, Josh Allen. Give me McLaurin and Diggs. Um, I, I think this this one's closer than what you might think of looking at the names. Uh, Tyreek Hill. The only, the only issue here is Tyreek Hill has kind of not performed as at the level that he's done previously. But Will Fuller has been exploding recently, with especially with the Bill O'Brien departure. Um. I do agree with you, Rob. The McLaurin and Diggs combo, especially with the matchups, is going to take it. But uh, with, a, a, with, with the way Will Fuller is going, I think it's going to be a lot closer than you think. Boy, no, 100% agree. Uh, on paper, Hill and Fuller are the better players, but the matchup is so tasty for McLaurin and Diggs. It's just, mm, mm, mm. Are, are Hill and Fuller the better players? Like I'm real life those are the words I uttered. I disagree. Well, uh, I, I, think, I think I think I think Hill and Fuller are definitely the, the better athletes. Yeah. What? Nah, you're wrong. Uh, at running back, Hedgehogs have Kenyon Drake versus <laughs> Seattle and Justin Jackson versus Jacksonville. I uh, say that three times fast. Uh, Justin Jackson versus Jacksonville. Justin Jackson versus Jacksonville. Justin Jackson versus Jacksonville. Did it. You actually did a decent job there, except for all of the Jacksonvilles. Yeah, I mandate Jacksonville. 
Uh, and then I have Clyde Edwards-Alaire at Denver and James Robinson at the Chargers. I mean, this is an interesting matchup. Um, Denver is actually okay at the run. They're they're worse at the pass. Um, the Chargers have not been the defense that they should be, and Robinson is like a jack-of-all-trades for Jacksonville. Um, I don't know about Justin Jackson's questionable status. I don't know if that's a thing or a maintenance issue. Um, so that gives me a little pause just seeing that. Kenyon Drake's coming off a monster game, but that was against Dallas, so you got to kind of push that aside. Um, I'm going to go Alaire Robinson in this matchup. Yeah, I think it's Hilaire and Robinson, no question. And I don't think fantasy owners should be concerned about Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, with the signing of Le'Veon Bell, it was like, oh, my God, he's going to come in and take everything. And then before last week's game, uh, Andy Reid came out and said that Bell is not coming in to be the starter. And then Hilaire comes out with, what, 164-yard game or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Uh, Bell's going to be there as a mentor, as a change of, change of pace back. Edwards Hilaire is still going to get most of the work. I don't think a fantasy owner of him should be panicked at all. I agree 100% yeah. with you, Blake. If anything, he's maybe – maybe he gets more goal line action than Hilaire just because he's a bigger back, but that's about it. Yeah, I 100% agree with you as well, Blake. Um, the, the original – Surprise! Yeah, <laughs> that, that was a surprise. Uh, the original report or the original thought that everybody had was, uh, well, there goes TEH for the year. But again, uh, Le'Veon Bell's being paid by the Jets uh, still. So he's like, where's my best chance to win the Super Bowl? Uh, probably the Chiefs. So, and then all of a sudden, if CEH does go down, oh boy, look out because Le'Veon Bell is going to eat. Right. True. Um, at tight end, Hedgehogs have Eric Ebron at Tennessee, and I have TJ Hawkinson at Atlanta. Give me Hawk. Give me Hawk. Right? At the flex, Hedgehogs has Chase Claypool at Tennessee, and I have Allen Robinson at the Rams. Oh, wow. Okay, so just based on usage, I mean, Claypool has done uh, great things the last two games, and, you know, because he scored touchdowns. I don't think that kind of pace can continue uh, with touchdowns. Allen Robinson gets work. So give me Robinson in this spot. Rob's, Robinson is going to get the Ramsey treatment, though. Oh, that's right. It is the Rams with Ramsey. But does, doesn't Allen go a lot in the slot? Ooh, another ride. I, I think – I think Ramsey's going to follow him all over the place. I mean, it doesn't matter, slot or outside. Okay, that makes this closer then. Yeah. It's the only target that Chicago has. True. Uh, That makes this closer then. Um, And just the fact that Tennessee, it gives up like around the fifth most to wide receivers. Based on that information that I forgot about the Ramsey effect, give me Claypool, I guess. I'm still going to go Robinson. All right. Way to stick to your guns, unlike me, who was easily swayed. Ooh, presidential debate tonight. Don't don't say that too loud. Um, at defense, the Hedgehogs have the Browns defense uh, at Cincinnati and Steven Gotzkowski. And I have Washington defense versus that Dallas uh, awesome offensive line and Matt Pritcher at Atlanta. Easy. <laughs> Give me the football team in Prater. Yep. Unfortunately. 
All right, uh, Blake, why don't you take us through Hedgehog's Bench? Mm-hmm. Pickles. Well, I haven't looked at it yet, so let me look at go. it currently. Okay, so there's Philip Lindsay down here. I don't know about the running back situation for the Chargers. Just came out that Eckler's going to be out for longer, so maybe Justin Jackson gets some more work. But Philip Lindsay is, is definitely back and definitely healthy. Uh, I'd look at that. I mean, just as some roster advice, I'd put Raheem Mostert into your IR and pick somebody, pick a flyer up there, Sharks. Uh, otherwise, really, no. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't switch out the flex for uh, Rugs or Golden Tate. So no, I, I would. I would say maybe think about Philip Lindsay instead of Justin Jackson, but that's about it. Yeah, I think if I think if Jackson plays, you're playing him. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, Rob, yeah. why don't you take us through my bench? I mean, there's nothing I would change. I just find it uh, kind of humorous that a couple weeks ago, uh, before the injury to Dak Prescott, uh, you're looking at this spot here this week, and you're going, oh, give me the Chiefs against Denver in this defensive matchup. And then all of a sudden, a few weeks later, now the football team is to play against Dallas. I just find that kind of funny. Um, otherwise, no, There's, I wouldn't make any changes. It's like you're living in my brain. That's exactly what I would <laughs> with those people. <laughs> Um, because Washington gets uh, coming out of their bye in week eight, they get the Giants again. So that's why I was holding on to them. But you're yeah. Right. yeah. Um, the only change I'm really thinking about is flipping in Mike Williams for Allen Robinson. I'm just very scared of Ramsey. You know, I was when I was saying that I was like toying with Mike Williams, especially since it's uh, against Jacksonville. Um, yeah. Here, here's the thing: I would look at the uh, Keenan Allen reports. And if he continues not to practice, you know, they say he's going to play and everything um, from his back spasms. But even the coach said that he's not going to be 100%. If that's the case, it could be a lot of bombs to Mike Williams, and that might be a better play than Robinson, especially with that Ramsey effect you talked about. So that that might be a way to go. Yeah, right now, uh, as it sits Thursday, at, uh, Thursday evening, I'm probably going to wait uh, through the morning games and kind of see where we sit. Um, oh, great. Hedgehogs has like no morning game players. Uh, oh, God. So you won't but, know. <laughs> but if I feel like I need higher upside, I'm probably going to flip Mike Williams in. If I feel like I just need baseline, I'll probably stick with Robinson. Yeah. Um, there you go. Right. I will, I'll lead us off on this one. I'm going to take me for once in my life because I actually like most of my matchups this week. Um, I will agree. I'll take you, especially since I, I, I think your team is – your weak spot is the Robinson spot. Um, and I believe that you can make that up easy with Mike Williams. So um, I like you against hedgehogs. Uh, Tyler, before I make my pick, can, you never ran us through our picks from last week. Oh, yes. Well, oh, I see why you're doing that. Uh, ah. Let's see. Last week, where the hell did all that go? Well, um, I'll just say it. Oh, Blake was 5-0. and oh. Yeah, Blake did go five and zero. Rob, you and I both went three and two um, in twenty twenty. Well, that math certainly doesn't make any sense. What happened there? Oh, I see what happened. Okay, uh, I am twenty one and nine. Blake is also twenty one and nine, and Rob is nineteen and eleven. Gross. With that information, I'm going to pick the Hedgehogs here to win their second game in a row. 
Wow. Right? Our next matchup is Touchdown My Pants coming in at three and three versus the That's undefeated right. Ass Monkeys. That's not right at all, Ty. That's not what you said before. That's fine. That is what I said before. All right. What do you, what do Juggernaut. you, Juggernaut? Blake's trying to derail my host and get <laughs> back the hostile takeover. Um, All right. My pants at quarterback has Aaron Rodgers at Houston versus Monkeys Patrick Mahomes at Denver. Okay. Uh, more than likely, touchdown my pants hasn't changed his lineup from last week. Uh, no, I think uh, he has. Has he? No, maybe not. I don't yeah, think he got last week, did he? No, no he, he didn't. He, You're right. He, he is just he, he just signed Boston Scott on uh, Wednesday with a twenty-one dollar bid. You're right. So I can't believe he's not playing Russell. But okay, fine. I guess he's going with Rogers. Um, well, I I like Mahomes. I I, mean, I don't I don't care who Rogers is playing. Give me Mahomes. I do think the Aaron Rodgers Houston matchup is going to be a good one, though. I mean, better than his last week matchup. <clears throat> Okay. Uh, at running back, touched on my pants has Chase Edmonds versus Seattle and Boston Scott versus the Giants. Against the Ass Monkeys, Alvin Kamara versus Carolina and Kareem Hunt at Cincinnati. Uh, good night. Can we move on to the next one? Yeah. Yep. At wide uh, Monkey. Yep. Touch on my pants has Amari Cooper at Washington and Nikhil Harry versus San Francisco. Oh, boy. Can I trade for this team's first round pick next year? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, this team seems as yeah, injured as Dallas is. problems and whatnot, yeah. All right. Uh, against Monkeys, Robert Woods versus Chicago, and Darius Slayton at Philly. Okay, I'll say this about Darius Slayton. He's probably going to get covered by um, Slade. Slade, is that the guy for Philly? He used to play for Detroit. He's hurt, isn't he, Darius Slay? Is he out? I'm pretty sure he got hurt last week. I don't know. Then, if that's the case, I still oh, like Woods God. and I like Woods and Slayton um, over the two of the end. They're pretty much it's them against Amari Cooper. So, give me the monkeys. Slayton is going to play tonight. There you go. Or Slay, Slay. Sorry, Slay is going to yeah, play. Yeah, Slade, Slayton. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even with that, I still – I you can't depend on a Dallas receiver right now. I'm sorry. Uh, you can't depend on Nikhil Harry right now. Well, that too. <laughs> uh, at tight end, touchdown my pants has Rob Gronkowski uh, versus Monkeys George Kittle. And Rob Gronkowski is actually a thing, guys. He had a I mean, 30-some percent target share last week. He did. I mean, injuries yeah, to their – not George Kittle. Well, no, he's not George Kittle. So, yes, give me Kittle. No, but we've been – I specifically have been poo-pooing Gronkowski all year, and it seems like with O.J. Howard out, he's actually stepped in and last two games, six targets and eight targets. So I, I agree, yeah. He's, I mean, he's, he, he's a guy you can plug in, but he's not Kittle. Um, at the flex, touch on my pants has Jarek McKinnon at New England. Uh, no injury designation for McKinnon. I thought McKinnon was dinged up. Um, against David Johnson versus Green Bay. I mean, David Johnson has been an 11 and 12 point guy the last several weeks. 
Um, I like McKinnon's upside, especially with Mostert out. Um, the kid can can take one long, so give me McKinnon here. Blake, would you like and to if, speak? Um, sorry, I didn't know if I was allowed to. <laughs> <clears throat> Only when uh, honestly, I don't. I mean, I don't like either of these backs. If I'm being honest, uh, but. I, I, I really, my heart really wants to go with David Johnson just because in the revitalized Houston offense, I feel like that he, sh- you feel, you think that he was, she should be able to do something more now that now that the passing game's finally alive again. And so I hope David Johnson can do something. So I'm going to take him in this one. All right. Uh, I agree with hundred <laughs> what Rob said. Um, at defense, it looks Why like touch on my pants is, going to go with the bye week Colts. Uh, I mean, I think he's probably looking at this matchup going, I I can't win, so why drop somebody why, that's actually why, why pick somebody up, yeah. Yeah, uh, versus the Rams at Chicago, and then kickers is Graham Gano at Philly and Harrison Butker at Denver. Um, I mean, Rob, oh, go ahead. I was just to say, it's, oh, it, it's obvious, it's monkeys, but I mean, he could drop a guy like um, Jordan Ford. <laughs> anything all year and pick up any scrub defense and at least get himself five points here. That's what I would do. Jordan Howard hasn't been active for the last few weeks. So that's right. True. So just drop that guy, throw him away and, and put somebody in that spot. Yeah. Rob, why don't you take us through the monkey's bench? The monkey's bench. All right. Um, you know what? In the flex, I'm not the biggest David Johnson Fan, like I said, he's been 11 points, which with not much upside. Um, I, I'm probably not going Michael Gallup like I would have in weeks past, but I would seriously look at Brandon Cooks. Uh, he's been getting a lot more work uh, with Houston recently. Um, I probably would go with that because I think there's a lot more upside with Brandon Cooks than there is with David Johnson. Okay, and Blake, why don't you take us through uh, Pants' bench? Well, G. Tyler, you really gave me a difficult task here. Well, Blake, um, that might be an uh, indication of what I think about your intelligence. Jeez. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> 75% of uh, the pants' bench is on by or injured and not playing. So I would play Russell Wilson instead of Aaron Rodgers. And then maybe that's about it. Randall Cobb instead of Harry. Yeah, that, that that actually is a serious maybe play right there. Is uh, I I don't believe in Nikhil, and Cobb might be a, a you know a guy you can get at least five grabs out of. So yeah, I honestly, like that play. Honestly, as an upside play, I don't hate Marvin Jones either. Uh, Atlanta's uh, passing defense is atrocious, and this could be the week. This could be the four touchdown week for Marvin Jones. Oh my God! I hope not. I, I highly, highly doubt it. Marvin Jones has barely gotten any work, and he's been banged up. There's this. This is definitely not the week that Marvin Jones is going to get his big week. All right, we're fine. All right. Uh, I should I even ask who we're all picking? I assume we're all. Going I mean, to monkeys go seven and zero. Yeah, monkeys go seven and zero, and I think Tyler's going to get fired from the podcast. <laughs> is that is that a prediction or? What? Uh, that is prediction. 
What kind of severance nice. am I going to get? Uh, one dick slap per Blake Wynn. <laughs> I don't think I want to take that severance. <laughs> you just, yeah, you might want to not sign that sheet. <laughs> just take the unemployment. <laughs> All right. Our next matchup is the Battle of the Host. Uh, Backdoor Hot Snakes coming in at three and three versus DI Whitefish at two and four. Gross. Um, you know what? I will let uh, – I'm going to ask both of you guys what you think about your own players, and then I'll come okay. comment on the matchup. How about that? That sounds perfect. All right. Uh, Blake is starting Ryan Tannehill versus, uh, at Pittsburgh, versus Pittsburgh. Boy. And Rob has Ben Roethlisberger at Tennessee. Blake, why don't you kick us off? I'm glad you got that one out there, Tyler. I'm real proud of you as a host. And as a, as a, as a host myself, I, I know how difficult the job can be. <clears throat> Um, I mean, Ryan Tannehill, it's, it's going to be a fun matchup. Honestly, I, I want to watch this game this week just because it'll be fun in real life. Uh, he's been blowing it up. And, yeah, Pittsburgh is a tough defense. But with Lamar Jackson on a bye, I wasn't faced with a lot of options. So, I'm going to take the hot hand. Um, for, for Ben, he's coming off not a great game. Um, yeah, like Blake said, Tannehill's been hot. He's coming up against Pittsburgh, who's a tough matchup. Tennessee, on the other hand, is not a tough matchup passing-wise. Uh, so I do like Roethlisberger a little bit more here than Tannehill. But Tannehill's uh, been playing great. Yeah, I agree as well. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense is just so good. It'll be interesting to see what the uh, loss of their linebacker does, uh, Bush, especially to that run defense. I mean, he's actually kind of a do-everything linebacker. So it'll be interesting to see how that defense fares without their – Stud linebacker, middle linebacker. Um, yeah. Blake, you are starting Joe Mixon versus Cleveland and Frank Gore versus Buffalo. And Rob, you have Mike Davis at New Orleans and Antonio Gibson versus Dallas. Why don't you kick us off, Rob? Okay, so Gibson was a no-brainer because Dallas gives up like 180 yards rushing. I, I, I don't think that's exaggerating. I think it's really close per game. Um, and we all know that uh, – there was talk last week that the backup might take more of the load because the starter wasn't doing that well. And then he goes off for a buck 50 or a buck 60 and a couple touchdowns because Dallas is so terrible. Well, old, old kisses has been taking work from Antonio Gibson recently. Um, I believe the same thing's going to happen here. And I think he's going to have a great game. Mike Davis is in there right now, just because Carolina uses him a lot. Um, and I'm, I, I'm not sure if I want to play Chris Carson against Arizona. I'm between those two. So I'm not sure what to do there, but that's why Davis is in there. But I like these guys against Mixon, who's questionable, and Frank Gore, who will get you 35 carries for 50 yards. Yeah, I don't think you can bench Davis, but, man, I'd have a hard time keeping Carson out of my lineup. Uh, I I hate it. When we talk about flex plays. Yeah, I hate it. Um, Blake, what about mixing and gold? Um, I, I didn't mention at the top, but I just want to remark on how blown up my team is this week. Um, not only did I get hit by the buys, but also the injuries are, um, are just surmounting against me this week. Joe Mixon, questionable, didn't practice today. Frank Gore is a uh, waiver pickup because like, Bell left and I needed a running back to start this week because of buys. 
I Joe Mixon might not even play, and then I might not even have a RB one to play this week. So who fucking knows, dude? I'm definitely not taking it. So there you go. All right. Uh, at wide receiver, Blake has AJ Brown. <clears throat> and T. Higgins versus Cleveland. And Rob, you have Devontae Adams at Houston and DK Metcalf at Arizona. Yeah, I um, think it's yeah. Yeah, do we not need only the players but the matchup? It's gotta be Adams and Metcalf. Yeah. Also uh, AJ Brown possibly re injured his knee again today at practice. Wonderful. Uh yeah. Oh yeah, I did see that. Because they didn't list a or they didn't submit a practice report yesterday, and then he didn't practice today. So nobody's really sure what happened. But, Blake, why don't you tell us about T. Higgins a little bit? I mean, T. Higgins has been producing, I mean, quite a bit. Um, in the last uh, four weeks, he's averaged uh, five targets a game. Eight targets. And, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at receptions. Targets. Yeah, eight targets a game. Uh, and five receptions. Uh, I mean, he's been doing great, and he's yeah. with the with the buys that I'm looking at, he definitely warrants a wide receiver two play. If he, I mean, in uh, fantasy greater, if you have Higgins rostered and you're hit with buys or injuries at all, uh, I would definitely start Higgins if you're looking at like the AJ Brown kind of like caliber of players and the chart cut kind of tiers of players. Uh, Higgins definitely uh, is a roster christ almighty lineup worthy there we go boom all right uh rob do you have one sentence on adams and rick and metcalf or do we just want to move on uh we can move on uh, they're both studs yep uh at tight end blake you have jared hook uh versus carolina and rob you have darren waller versus tampa bay rob why don't you kick us off i mean okay normally you'd say oh this is easy waller but <sighs> I'm not a super fan of anything against the Tampa Bay defense this week or any week per se. Um, but C- Cook just doesn't get enough. And with now, th- there was a, a little injury thing, a little hamstring for Michael Thomas in practice this week. They say it's no big deal. Um, but if for some reason he sits out, that makes Cook a little bit better. But with, with Thomas coming back, I don't know that. Ah, I'm still going to give it to Waller, but I'm nervous about that pick. I I said at the beginning that I was never going to push a matchup, and I'm still not going to. I'm going to choose Waller, but this is as close to to a push as I could ever think because, I mean, Waller is good, but Thomas is down, which upgrades Cook's value, but also Cook just came off an injury. And then he, uh, his first game back, he got two for 52 and a touchdown, which got him good fantasy production at 15. And then there's a bye. He's coming off the bye after an injury. I mean, he's, he should, you think he would be 100%. And he should be able to go ball to ball with Waller. But uh, I just, without having that proof, I think Waller's there. Um, I think this is Waller fairly easily. I mean, Waller's the number one option in Las Vegas, and you can't say that about Jared Cook. Uh, Waller's averaging, what, like eight, nine, ten targets this year? Something yes. Like that. Yep. Uh, and Cook is not. Um, and when in doubt, look at the targets to see how much the offense wants to use them. Um, at Flex, Blake has the questionable Keenan Allen versus Jacksonville. 
And Rob has Kenny Galladay at Atlanta. Uh, so I'm going to take Galladay. Oh, sorry, you s- said Blake. Never mind. Yeah, I was hosting things, Rob. Jeez. I- oh, so I'm sorry, Tyler. Surprise, you were a great host. Uh, yeah, we should have listened to you. Okay, <clears throat> go ahead. You you have your chance now. Oh, okay. I didn't even I didn't even say anything about my team. Yeah, I know. I skipped you because you were being a. <laughs> Oh, I'll just continue with what I was saying is that I'll take Galladay here, especially with the matchup against Atlanta and the fact that Keenan Allen's questionable. Um, and like we said earlier, uh, the coach has already said he's going to play, but not be a hundred percent. I do love the matchup against Jacksonville, but give me a healthy Galladay against Atlanta. All right. And at defense, Blake has the chargers versus Jacksonville and McManus versus Kansas city. And Rob has the Eagles versus the giants and young Hoku versus Detroit. Uh, any any uh, things of note in this matchup? I never actually got to talk about Keenan Allen. Yep, and you're never going to. Uh, Rob, what about the defenses? I don't want to do this podcast anymore tonight. You're being mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I really can we like just, can, we just give, can we just give this matchup to Rob and fucking move on to the next one already? <laughs> I, I like the Eagles against the Giants tonight because uh, the Giants are terrible. And Koo, I mean, you get you got a lot. He kicks long field goals. He seems to make them. McManus, though, had like, what, six field goals last week? Um, and I, I just don't know about the Chargers defense. I guess I'll have to give it to Eagles and Koo just because the Giants are just that bad. So then looking at both your benches, Blake alluded to it. He's in by hell this week. Uh, yeah. Two guys that aren't in by hell are questionable. Yeah, he um, has no real choices. Yeah. Rob, we talked about a little bit trying to get Chris Carson into the lineup. I think I would be doing that over Kenny Galladay. Um, but that's just me. The Especially since I think you're going to need baseline, not upside in this matchup. And that's code for Blake. I think you suck. And then the, the surprise. Oh, wait, here. that sorry. I missed it. That's another surprise, right? <laughs> and then the surprise name on Rob's bench is Josh Jacobs. But yeah. obviously that makes sense when you hear that the entire offensive line isn't uh, at practice this week because they're all quarantining because they were uh, in proximity of somebody with COVID. So, right, but they had no new tests today, so they should be all okay. Right, but yeah, that yep. uh, very understandable as why he's on the bench. I wouldn't be playing him either. You just Well, and, and even if the line was fine, it's Tampa Bay. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, are we all giving it to Rob? Surprise. Yes. Um... No, I said I would never pick for me because I give up the most points in the league. Hot snakes. Oh boy, that's uh, that's sure. Uh, that's a hot pick. That's a guaranteed loss for you on that one. Hot <laughs> snakes in the upset. Oh my god! It, it. Oh boy, Tannehill's going off for like seventy-five this week, isn't he? He is. I'm telling you. You guys think that I'm kidding, but I'm not. Hot snakes. All right. Uh, our next matchup is the Kegerator coming in at five and one versus the Monty Fantasy team at two and four. Um, Kegerator has Kyler Murray versus Seattle, and Monty is still riding the stash uh, at the Chargers. Man. 
I like Murray here, uh, obviously, especially against Seattle. Yes. Okay. Uh, at running back, Kigerator has Zeke at Washington and David Montgomery at the Rams versus Aaron Jones at Houston and James White versus San Francisco. Hmm. I like Aaron Jones more than Zeke at this point. But the other running backs in this matchup, I mean, David, David Montgomery takes it, I think, for Kegerator. Yeah. Just, I don't, I don't know a, what James well, White's going to go do. Ahead. Well, that's what I was going to say is that unless James White has an eight-catch game, you can't depend on him for anything. And I don't think Aaron Jones, even though he has a great matchup against Houston, overtakes two running backs. So I'm going to give a very, very slight edge to Zeke and Montgomery. Uh, James White, his last two games, seven catches and eight catches. Oh, gross. Uh, yeah, so well, I'm there was my eight. Um, at wide receiver, Kegerator has DeAndre Hopkins versus Seattle and Calvin Ridley versus Detroit against Mike Evans at uh, Vegas and Tyler Lockett at Arizona. So DeAndre Hopkins wasn't on the field for practice today. I'm looking at Calvin Ridley's things right now. Uh, limited today. Uh, Mike Evans is always questionable. I mean, uh, show true. me a week. Show me a week that he's not. And then Tyler Lockett's probably it's probably going to be fucking great against Arizona. I'm going to take Evans and Lockett. I'm going to take Hopkins and Ridley. Also, uh, Julio was absent in practice today. That could be, you know, management. But every time Julio's out, Kevin really is, you know, flip a coin. Yeah, and I don't know if that's more of Matt Ryan being terrible or Calvin Ridley kind of being in the, uh, you know, number two receiver role where uh, we've talked about it with, like, guys like Juju where when the number one's gone, they just don't produce. Right. At tight end, uh, Kegerator has Austin Hooper at Cincinnati versus Jimmy Graham at the Rams. Yeah, ish. I guess Hooper. So I was going to do. I was going to go with Jimmy Graham. Oh boy, uh, I don't like either one. I, I mean, mean, come on, guys! Jimmy Graham's number six tight end on the year. Oh. Uh, Hooper. Yeah, this is. There you go. Uh, at flex, Kegrader has Chris Godwin at Las Vegas uh, versus Joshua Kelly versus Jacksonville. Hmm. If Godwin plays. Yep, I agree. If Godwin plays, it's Godwin. Yep, easy. Uh, at defense, Kegrader has Bills at the Jets and Lutz versus Carolina. And fantasy team has Buccaneers at Vegas and Carlson versus Tampa Bay. God, there's a lot of Tampa Bay and Vegas in this matchup. Sure is. Um, give me, give me Bills and Lutz. Yes, I think the Bills easily are sways sway the pick to Kegrader. And that's a three for me. Uh, Blake, which bench do you want? Um, whichever one you give me. Ooh. All right. Uh, Rob, which bench do you want? Uh, I'll talk Kegerator. Go for it. Just because it's on the left-hand side. Um, you know, I'm looking. You know, I, 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 this makes it easy. I don't think I'd change anything. 
All right. And Blake with Monty Fantasy Team. Well, you really can't. There, no, you don't really change anything here. Um, I just do kind of want to remark that the Antonio Brown rostering Antonio Brown might not be a terrible decision. It's been being looked at by what Seattle, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that that looks like the most so, place. So who knows? That's just a very interesting roster. I mean, uh, on the same vein, uh, for the second time this year, Des Bryant is being worked out by the Ravens. Correct. Yep. So another thing to keep an eye on, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't know what kind of fantasy re- relevance you'd have, but I think he's a perfectly built and conditioned to be a uh, possession receiver. Yeah, as far as what kind of fantasy relevance, I think it's zero. Yeah, I don't think it's a lot, but I get. I think it gives them another target over the middle. They seem to like to throw to those tight end routes, and I think those are the kind of routes that Dez could also run. Um, so I think that's that's where they'd use him. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see, Rob. Why don't you pick this one first? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty easy. K Grader is going to go six and one. All right, Blake. Yeah, well, the K Grader is not playing me, so they're going to win. All right, we'll make it three. Uh, last matchup here is Easy Turbo at two and four versus Scary Terry at three and three. Uh, Turbo has Matt Ryan versus Detroit, and Justin Herbert versus uh, Terry has Justin Herbert versus Jacksonville. I mean. Here's the funny thing about this matchup. We've talked about these other ones, and they've been pretty easy uh, as far as who's favored. This is like the closest matchup that we've looked at um, as far as win probability. Um, I like Matt Ryan against Detroit, and I I really like Herbert against Jacksonville. Um, You know, Ryan started out real great and has leveled off a little bit. He's got receiver issues uh, with injury. Herbert does too with Keenan Allen, but – Herbert has put up nearly 300 yards every contest. Um, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to favor Herbert in this matchup. I'm going to favor Herbert. Sorry, Tyler. I thought I was next. I'm the other analyst here. (laughs) I thought you wanted to be the host. Oh, but I was told that I wasn't the host. You know what, Tyler? You go ahead. I'll just take a back seat. All right, sweet. Uh, I thought I was going to be the contrarian. What I was going to say is uh, Justin Herbert is way more consistent (laughs) with uh, uh, your middle to high points, whereas uh, Matt Ryan has been really high-low. So I think Herbert's definitely the better player. All right. And Tyler, you thought you were going to be contrarian, and we all three took Herbert. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like agreeing with Blake. (laughs) God. (laughs) <laughs> um, at running back, Turbo's got Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley versus Detroit, and yeah. James Conner versus te- or at Tennessee. And Terry has Derrick Henry versus Pittsburgh and Rojo at Vegas. Oh, I have to marinate on this, Blake. You go first. Um, Christ, Derrick Henry yeah. and Ronald Jones. All right. I think I think it's pretty it's pretty solid. Uh, Rojo's getting all of the work, and they're not they have completely gone away from all of the trepidations that they had with him. You know when they drafted him a couple of years ago, 
Uh, and Derrick Henry is straight up Godzilla. I mean, he's unstoppable. You know what? I'm going to agree with you. I was going to take Gurley and Connor just because I don't like Henry against Pittsburgh. But every time I think Henry's not going to do well, the guy blows up for a 75-yard touchdown run or a screen pass for 60 or something. So give me Henry and Jones. Well, I mean, jo- De- uh, Rob, Jones has gone over 100 with at least 17 carries the last three weeks in a row. Yeah. No, and I agree. I, and that's- I, just, I just think the reason why I say that is I think a lot of people are sleeping on, oh, it's just, it's it's Ronald Jones. He's not that good. He can't handle the workload. Well, he's really fucking showing it in the recent weeks. And then, I mean, there's no way that you can't take Derrick Henry off of a 212 fucking point ga- uh, yard no, game. you can't. You can't. So, yep, I agree with you. Especially with Gurley and Connor both being t- relatively touchdown dependent running backs. Especially Gurley. Uh, at wide receiver, Easy Turbo has the aforementioned questionable Julio Jones versus Detroit and Robbie Anderson at New Orleans. And Terry has Odell Beckham at Cincinnati and Debo Samuel at New England. Ugh. So if Julio wasn't question, oh, go ahead, Blake. Go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, um, with the Jarvis Landry rib issues and him admitting that he's been playing on cracked or broken ribs the last two weeks, Odell is probably going to get more work, especially with that admit, but he might get more looked at. But it's also Odell. And Cincinnati's defense but- isn't exactly fantastic. Uh, and then Debo Samuel has you know, been pretty good. And uh, Belichick, you know how we always talk about Belichick and what he says publicly is what he looks at. He publicly remarked on George Kittle this week. Um, Odell did come out and say that he's playing through turf toe as well. So that that entire receiving core is banged up. I also don't believe that Julio is going to be 100%. He, he's questionable, and it's like a true questionable at this point, even with his – Great showing last week. Although, and then Robbie Anderson here is, is probably the most solid receiver in this entire matchup. 100% true. So, for me, this matchup comes down to what do you get out of Julio? Julio was questionable last week. We even remarked on the podcast. I think, Blake, you might have said, no way I'm playing a questionable Julio this week. And then what did he do? He got, like, over 100 yards, easy, and, like, what? Two touchdowns or something. Yep. Yeah, I think um, what, what I said was is I don't play Julio until he until he proves it. And then he came out with eight for one thirty seven and two. And now he's right. hurt again. Right. Well, he's hurt all the time. I mean, the guy has crutches and a wheelchair in his bus, if he has a bus. Right. But the um, only problem there is that in years prior, he was hurt after every game, but then he always came back. In the last two years, he's been hurt after every game. And then we have no idea. He misses a game. Yeah. Right. I mean, the only plus is that he was a, he didn't miss practice. He was just limited. So being as it was Thursday, I'm going to believe that Julio plays. And I like Julio and Anderson over Odell and Samuel. Yep. I agree. Um, At tight end, Turbo has Tyler Higby versus Chicago. And Terry has Travis Kelsey at Denver. Uh, Give me Kelsey easy here. Yeah, I think so. Yep, and I'll make it three. All right. Um, at the flex, Turbo has a questionable, true questionable, Michael Thomas versus Carolina against Devin Singletary at the Jets. 
Michael Thomas is probably not going to play. Is it a new hamstring injury? I and he he hasn't played. I I don't. I am going to chalk Michael Thomas as out. So I don't think you play him here at all. And as it stands, how I always like to call it, it's obviously Devin Singletary. If Thomas um, is in, do you play him? I guess that's the question. If he's if he's cleared, if he's active, no. Right. No, I yeah. don't think you do. Yeah, I I don't like the injury because what what happens you uh, if you've ever hurt an ankle or have a foot problem or whatever, it's real easy to get a, a higher soft tissue injury because you favor that. Right. So he's got the hamstring now because he had the ankle earlier. I, I just I, I'm going to agree with Blake here. I don't like him this week. Um, and the Jets pose no problem for Singletary, even though Buffalo's had their problems running the ball consistently. Um, I'm going to go with Singletary. OK, so if, if I'm if I'm turbo, I'm not playing Robbie and or oh, not Robbie, uh, Michael Thomas, especially right. when looking at his bench. I'm going right into the bench here. Tyler, surprise. Um, <laughs> da, da, da. I, I believe you have to play CD Lamb it, instead of Michael Thomas. Since I've already said I'm not playing him, CD Lamb, Washington. He's the number eleven famous receiver. You have to put him in there, especially with a team who's going to have to throw the ball to do literally anything. Do you take a gander at DeAndre Swift at all uh, coming off that monster week last week? I mean. You okay? So, because you could also even look at Tyler Boyd on this bench. Because so basically, what Turbo's doing is playing the worst option that he has in his flex, and just trying to ignore all of the uh, actual decisions that he can make. Sure. No, I see that. All right. So, Rob, how about you take us through Terry's bench? All right. So. I'm looking. I mean, it's probably a little too late to put in. Um, no, I wouldn't put him in anyway. Never mind. Um, no, I wouldn't make any changes. I mean, he's got some interesting guys, but nothing I would put over the people he that he has in. Um, I mean, maybe you think of Cooper Cup over Debo Samuel. It just depends. If, if you believe, like Blake had stated, that New England is going to take away or try to take away Kittle, then somebody's got to do something. And Samuel's the type of guy that can do something. He's big enough. He's physical enough. Um, and he's at least the number two option there. So I probably wouldn't make any changes. All right. And in the battle for the Commissioner's Cup, uh, Blake, who are you taking? Terry. Rob? You know, let's make it two. I'm going to take Terry. Oh, boy. Um, I'll be contrarian here. All right. Because I, I agree that I don't think Michael Thomas plays, so I think Turbo is forced to make a decision and play either Swift or Lamb, or Boyd for that matter. And I will take Turbo, assuming he plays one of those. Okay. With that, uh, Blake, surprise number one. Uh, I did a little bit of research this week. Oh, um, okay. We have full Commissioner's Cup stats. Really? From years past. So, uh, let's see. 
I guess what what do you guys want to know about the Commissioner's Cup? Uh, who's had it the most? How about that? Um, the most wins is Blake with ten. Nice. Suck it. Uh, and Blake um has also been the challenger the most times to the cup with six. So oh, well, that makes that sense Blake, that he's got it the most. Yeah. Yep. So Blake Who has, has uh, who's never had a chance at it. There is nobody that has never had a chance at it. Okay. Um, Greg and Freedy have each played in the Commissioner's Cup game twice, and neither one of them have won. Okay. Uh, and Monty has only had the chance to win the cup once. Wow. But when he did, he held it for three weeks. Nice. Okay. So, uh, let's see. So, overall, like I said, Blake has played in the Commissioner's Cup 16 total times. Ten of Jeez. them is the incumbent. Uh, Nate is in second with nine total times. Rob is third with eight. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Nick was seven. Jared was six. Chris with five. Now it starts to get dicey. Tyler and Monty with four each. And Greg and Freddy with two each. Wow. Um, the longest winning streak of the cup came back in 2018 in the inaugural season. Blake won five in a row. Or held, I should say, held the cup five in a, five times in a row. The, it should be longest defense of the cup. Um, uh, Rob and Monty are the best challengers. They're each 100% when challenging for the cup. Wow. And they're the best defenders at uh, 67% when defending the cup. Wow. There you go. There's some cup stats. So Terry, this is his uh, – this is only going to be his third game as an incumbent. And so far he is 0-2. And, and this will be Jared's fifth game as a challenger, and he's 2-2 two and two as the challenger. Wow. Nice. So there you go, Blake. You're welcome. That was that was interesting. Um, hey, as an update, uh, the Eagles are ahead of the Giants seven nothing after their first possession. And it was a Carson Wentz rushing touchdown for the score. It, it was. So there you go. All right. Uh, let's see. So, second one. Uh, we're oh, halfway sorry. through the season. Yes, we um, hang on. Yeah, we are. A quick update. Oh. Uh, Tyler Higby and Daryl Henderson both missed practice today. Ooh. Really? What did Higby was didn't even have an injury designation. What did he miss practice with? Uh hand injury. Uh, that's new. That okay. is. That makes that makes Gerald Everett super interesting. Yeah, it does. So all right, cool. Um so, being halfway through the season, we for sure did this last year. I don't know if we did it the year before. Uh, okay. Let's do mid-season awards. Ooh, all right. Um, so, everybody pull up your uh, player page because that's how we normally look sure. at these. Um, we'll start off with the easy one. Top quarterback through the first half of the season. Uh, I'll start since I dropped this on you guys. <laughs> um. I mean, look, Dak would have been up there had he not gotten hurt. He was yes, one hundred percent. Yes, he would have been it. Uh, it. I mean, Dak was drafted fairly high. Um, man, 
Yeah, but he's only he's less than ten points away from the top guy, and he missed a game and a half, so he would have been the number one quarterback. Oh yeah, you're you're a hundred percent right. Yes. So yeah, I agree. Dak Dak would have been the number one. Um, at this juncture, I I'm gonna stick with my team. I'm gonna say Josh Allen. He was late round. Uh, what twelfth round drafted 116th overall. And he's been the number two fantasy quarterback this year. Uh, number uh, tied for three in points per game. So I'm going to say that's my pick. Uh, Rob, why don't you go next? I mean, I would have to agree. Just based on where he's drafted and the fact where he ended up. I mean, the number one is Mahomes just based on points. But, you know, you had to spend draft capital to get him. Um you did not have to to get Josh Allen. So, yeah, give me Allen. Blake? <clears throat> um, I mean, yeah, I agreed, you know, draft capital value-wise, yeah, Allen. But Kyler Murray was a little bit higher uh, draft capital, but also the way that he's been running that offense has actually been pretty impressive for a second-year quarterback. The, the way that he's been controlling it, throwing the ball pretty accurately and running the ball safely as a scrambler, I, I really like Kyler Murray this year. Yeah, and I'm going to give an honorable mention here to Justin Herbert. Uh, in four games so far, 32 points, 27, 43, 42. I think he could very well be on this list at the end of the year or be the guy at the end of the year. Um, Next one we'll do top running back. Uh, anybody, Blake, why don't you start since you went last that time? Oh, God, I wasn't ready. Well, there you go. Uh, Derrick Henry. All right. Why? Uh, because so Derrick Henry is often extremely underrated and undervalued in fantasy, like. If you are in the first round and you're considering Derrick Henry, the general consensus is, why would you do that? It's Derrick Henry. He only has a few good games a year. But then, in reality, Derrick Henry has 216 yards games uh, right on the back of a 100-yard game with two touchdowns. I mean, he's a, he's a fantastic running back who's very oft underrated. All right. Uh, Rob? Looks like you're uh, going to be the sandwich on these. Who, who uh, no, I'm, 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 I'm – that's who I was going to take, 100% agree. I mean, you look at the at the top three, it's Kamara, Henry, and Elliott. You expected Kamara and Elliott to be somewhere in that top three to four, just based on where they were drafted. If you were later in the first round or that beginning of the second and you got stuck with Derrick Henry, you took him begrudgingly because you just – like Blake said, he's underrated. You just don't think – you think – Last year was an aberration. Oh, yeah, those are long runs, and you can't replicate that. You're, he doesn't get – you know, it's just not going to happen again. Well, it's happening again. The guy is second in the league um, at the running back position. Give me Derrick Henry with an honorable mention to James Robinson for Jacksonville. That's, so that's exactly what I was going to say, and I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, again, we go back to draft capital here. James Robinson was the last pick, for, uh, 16th round, and he's a – what uh, right now is he a top six running back? He yeah, is sixth. Yeah, he's sixth. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, he's so a little that, that ahead of a guy taken in the first round, uh, CEH. Right. Uh, so that was going to be my pick. And then also honorable mention to Raheem Mostert. Uh, in the games he's played, he's like top 10 points per game uh, and came out of the gate gangbusters. So I'll give him an honorable mention as well. Yeah. Um, Rob, why don't you do top wide receiver? Top wide receiver? Well, if my computer would behave, here we go. Okay, well, I'm I'm back. I'm here. Um, so I got I got two. One is obvious. It's the guy that's number one. It's Calvin Ridley. And now, if you 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 knew that he was go- going to have a good year, he's you know one of the best route runners there is. Um, but for him to have the most points, um, you know, we didn't know Julio would be in and out and in and out. But my my real pick. It's Robbie Anderson. Oh, you! Mm-hmm. Ah, you! <laughs> because because at the Jets Start. he was nothing but a deep no, that was That was decidedly not a surprise. Yeah, I was taking him, Robbie Anderson without a doubt. Yeah, it's Robbie Anderson because he's been that. consistently good for Carolina. Again, where with the Jets, all he was was a one-trick pony. Go deep. If he catches it, you got a great fantasy week. If he doesn't, he doesn't have crap. Yeah, give me Robbie. And same as James Robinson, last round pick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, just as a uh, real quick, as an honorable mention here, undrafted. I'm, yeah, undrafted. Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he's he's the number five receiver, six, six, five, six, six, five, six receiver in yard or five receiver in yards. Okay, six in points. Six in points. Yeah. Uh, rookie, undrafted in fantasy. Uh, dude, he's balling out. Hundred percent agree. Um, yeah. So you guys talked about two of the guys. Um, I'll give an honorable mention to DK Metcalf. Uh, obviously has taken a huge step forward and is balling out for a seventh round pick. Um, and then I'm gonna say Jamison Crowder. Uh, you can't ask for more out of a tenth round pick. Where you come out, you get uh, 35 points. Now, granted, he was hurt for two games, but right. you didn't have a lineup. So he wasn't like, he didn't hurt you those games. And then 22 and 30. And then you flipped him uh, for, you know, basically Kenny Galladay. You know, there was Joe Mixon and Josh Jacobs on either side of that. But right. you then turned him into Kenny Galladay. Uh, for a 10th round pick, you can't ask more for that as a fantasy True. man. True. Um. At tight end, I guess uh, I'll go first. Yeah, you go first. Oh, God. I don't want to. I mean, I would say Robert Tanyan, but I don't think nobody played him those weeks. I mean, somebody right. maybe played him the last week. Nope. So you didn't get that production out of him. I mean, is it going to be Kittle or Kelsey? I, John U. Smith, probably. Uh, yeah, undrafted. Johnu Smith, um, you know, has just been consistent. Obviously, he hurt you last week because he got hurt during the game. But right, undrafted player being the number four overall, uh, and that really just speaks to how I like how we came into the season going, man. Tight ends really deep this year compared to nope. It's the top three and no one else. 
So, so for me, obviously, I mean, my MVP is Kelsey because he's far and away better than everybody as far as fantasy points. My biggest surprise is, I guess, that Dalton Schultz is in the top ten. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> because everybody thought that Dallas's tight end would not be Dalton Schultz. It would be Blake Jarwin. Jarwin. Um, so I thought that was a call. No, I, I did the pause on purpose because your name is Blake. So the fact that Dalton Schultz is actually a name that's up there ahead of TJ Hawkinson, ahead of Noah Fant, ahead of Hunter Henry is my big surprise. Did I steal your thunder, Blake? All of my thunder has been taken. <laughs> right. Um, wh- who is... I've got, no, I've got no thunder. Who is the breakout to- player? Uh, through the first half of the year. Breakout player? Breakout player. Who is the guy that uh let, let's say the the person that came out of nowhere that is going to be a staple on uh championship runs this year. Hmm. Okay. I mean I'm gonna have to go back to Justin Jefferson, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good pick, especially for somebody that's undrafted. Uh yeah, nobody. Yeah, nobody drafted the guy, and he was added like hotcakes with Fab. Oh, that's in our league at least. I uh, Monty drafted him I, I, okay. round and then dropped him. Oh, okay. The the week I, I, before I'm he blew assume, up. Yeah, <laughs> I go Monty. I'm I'm gonna I'm going to assume that in most leagues he went undrafted because he's a rookie receiver. And a lot of times those go undrafted, especially when they're not like you know a CD Lamb or something like that. Right. Um, and then he just explodes in what week three, week four. Yeah, I think so. And now he's and now he's the number five receiver on the year. And just I think that people who picked him up who have strong teams around him are going to make the runs. Mm. I am not going to be that team because my team is blowing up. All right, Rob, you call him Al Qaeda because they're exploding. All of Al Qaeda. Um, I, I, I like the, uh, Justin Jefferson play or call out, whatever. Um, you know, I also think James Robinson deserves some mention because the guy runs the ball, uh, he gets catches out of the backfield. Um, he's your number six running back and running backs as we've seen are gold. I mean, look at the fact that Mike Davis is literally the what number nine or 10 fantasy running back for the year and he filled in when um uh what's his nuts McCaffrey thank you McCaffrey went out uh and he's a top 10 guy who as a fill-in so running backs are at a premium um just ask Blake now that he has running back injury how how important they are and the fact that you've got a rookie who is a top six guy um, I think he will be a pivotal part to a championship run if if uh, if Reapers are going to make it. Yeah, um, I was also going to go with Robinson. Just more so, um, you know, looking at the championship side, more so based on how much flexibility that has given me with my team, right? Um, right. Because it, it changes the entire dynamic where all of a sudden – I got, you know, a fourth and a fifth running back. You know, everybody shuffles down one, and all of a sudden I can make trades with running backs and stuff like that. Uh, and then another 
uh, I'll also go with Robbie Anderson for the exact same reason. Uh, Turbo had Julio and Michael Thomas, right? Who uh, both have been hurt and been unable to play. And Robbie Anderson has kept him afloat. And I imagine he's, you know, again done that same thing where he's shuffled everybody else down the list and given uh, those teams that have shares in him. You know, if we don't usually talk about trade or about potential trades that people should make, right? Not usually. But if you're talking about Turbo and having Robbie Anderson, if Turbo is smart, he takes one of those two big guys who have a name, and we know who they are, and they both have issues, and you trade them for something that you're weak on on your team, which obviously Turbo is – what is he two and four or is he one and five? Uh, two and four. I two think. and four. Okay. So at two and four, uh, I'm at two and four. So I know how this is. You need to do something. Um, I would do that in a heartbeat. I would, I would take the name. I mean, let's, let's just say Julio say, Hey, Julio, give me this running back or give me this tight end or whatever you think you're missing. This is quarterback. Um, I'd be shopping that guy around if I was uh, just like Atlanta is in real life. If I was turbo. Okay. Uh, next one we have is biggest non-injury bust. Ooh. Who has busted the most for teams without without being, being injured. injured? So who was drafted so high? You yep. know, you know, I'm gonna say. Hmm. I had an idea. It's really hard when you put that. Non-injury qualifier on him. Yeah. Right, but you can't – you can – that takes away the uh, – th- that makes it – basically, who's the biggest draft mistake? Because you can't predict injury. But you're Correct. you know supposed to at least be able to try to predict production a little bit. So you're talking a guy who got drafted high, who's not been hurt but has not done well. So the issue with that, Tyler, is that your your realm of pickings is really slim, especially with this year, because a lot of high profile skill players have been injured. Right, I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, I, I have like, but right. Kenny Galladay has kind of been a bust, but that's because he was injured before week one and didn't play. I got one. Four. Well, that's an injury. I got one. I have one as well. For me, it's T.Y. Hilton. Uh, okay. Easily, T.Y. Hilton. The cat has not gotten uh, his his highest output was six for sixty nine against Cleveland, twelve fantasy points. Otherwise, he's been nine five eight five twelve two. You thought with at least with Philip Rivers coming to town that T Y would be his Keenan Allen, uh, and then he would at least be pepper with more targets. No, he's been hot garbage so much so that. There's been um, – uh, what is that? Uh, Matthew Berry said, enjoy the waivers, T.Y., this week. Enjoy the waivers. Um, he doesn't want him on his team. So, for me, it's T.Y. Hilton, biggest disappointment. All right. I actually have two here. All right. Um, in the fourth round, D.J. Moore. Um, getting drafted in the fourth round, you're expected to be a, what, probably top 12 receiver? Yeah. And then along comes Robbie Anderson. <laughs> Dad destroys that. Yeah. Uh, so he's 23 on the year. Obviously, has saved uh, saved it with a couple of big games. So we'll see going forward. And then my other one is Cam Akers, round six, pick one 
was supposed to be the new hotness in uh, L.A. And he did miss two games with an injury, so that's why I did a double here. But in the games that he's played, four points, one point, six points, zero points. Well, he's on the waiver wire right now. Right. So, yeah, I agree with that, too. Right, Blake? All right, I actually have a fucking barn burner of one. All right. Kenyon Drake. Ooh, that's good. Drafted 20, 23rd overall, third round by the Fighting Hedgehogs. If you take away the uh, game last week against the paper bag that is the <laughs> yes. Dallas defense, um, it's 30, 30 point, or 40 points, I think, total. I'm doing quick, bad, drunk math. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I'll uh... – let me figure out where he would stand. So he's at that with that math, he's averaging what eight points a game. Where that might be the best one. That might be the best pick. Uh, hang on, I'm pulling up the running back list here. Yeah, if you take away his 39, it was 14, 10, 8, 3, and 13. Yeah, so eight points a game right. would have him at. Yeah, that's hot garbage. Uh, somebody, somebody talk while I'm counting. All right. Yeah. Okay. So the reason why, the reason why I I went and searched him out is because you, you're the number one running back in an offense that's going to be throwing the ball. Like that, that was the whole concept of the air air raid Cliff Kingsbury offense with Kyler Murray. And especially with the acquisition of new Hopkins, you know, they're going to be throwing the ball. They're going to get up and then you're going to have Kenyon Drake, a un, under underused talent out of my or from Miami, the Dolphins, uh, and he's going to be. He should be able to produce, you know, just like David Johnson yeah, did. Back yeah, that's yeah, a misnomer. Well, that's been completely wrong. Kenyon Drake has been a waste of a third round pick. He's done just about nothing for your team. No, I agree. Uh, yes, yeah, so I did. I did the math. I think Kenyon Drake would have been the. Uh, 43rd running back in points per game had he – if not, he was averaging eight points. If, if, so if, had he not had that big game against Dallas, which right. is right. an outlier. That's why I've seen a lot of articles this week about, hey, sell high on Drake. So, right. yep, uh, good pick, Blake. Last one here. Last one here. All right. League MVP through six games. Ooh. Who's, I mean – Who's okay, going if, first? Again – well, if Dak didn't get hurt, I think it would have been Dak. I do too, but for me, this is easy. It's Josh Allen. Based on where he's at, that he's the number two scorer in the entire league by a quarter of a fucking point, um, and you drafted him as late as you did, Josh Allen. Yep, 100% agree. Yep. As much as James Robinson has opened up stuff uh, for me to do trades and stuff like that, yeah. Um, if I was searching for a quarterback, that would take that away very quickly. Right. Yep. Because all of a sudden I'm trying to buy one of the top end guys yeah. with that newfound depth. Yeah. The fact that you got the number two scorer in the entire league, 116th overall. Yeah. That's, that's it. Blake, anything? What about you? Uh, I don't think I have much to really add to that one. It it should be Dak. It really yeah, should if, be. If he would have gotten hurt, it probably would have been Dak because he would have had another 
50 points, he would have been like at 260 something by now. So, yeah, it would have been Dak. But I'm going to give an honorable mention to uh, an undrafted player who's in the top 10, but he's not going to score anymore. So, this is his one time to shine. Fitz Magic. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was the, I think, the number 10 scorer in the league. Obviously, we're a quarterback heavy, so he was number 10 quarterback. Um, now, two is going to play, but nobody thought. I mean, if you just said, hey, after uh, at the midpoint, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have more fantasy points than Lamar Jackson, would you have said, Rob, what you smoking? Right? Right. Yeah. More than Aaron you know, Rodgers, more than Tom Brady. So Lamar Jackson probably should have been on our list for non-injury bust. Um, it hasn't been good. I think he's averaging like 180 passing yards a game, something like that. Yeah, which is uh, not what you. No, he has regressed. I mean, he came out, you know, real good against Cleveland, um, and then. This has been up and down since then. Right. And you, you expected him to be the, you know, 30 points guaranteed lock it in every single Correct. Week. And said he's had 17 a couple times, 20 a couple times, um, and he hasn't gotten over 37. Where last year it was like – now, last year he was a bargain. He was drafted real late, but he would get you 50, 40, 38. Right. I mean, you could plug him in and you got 35 guaranteed. Um. I don't know if it's because his receiving core is I, – I know his running backs have degraded. I don't know what the heck is going on with uh, Ingram. He was way better last year than he is this year, and now he's hurt. So, All right, and the last one I had on my list right. is biggest NFL surprise this year. What is the biggest surprise in Just the NFL? Just in the NFL period? In the NFL period, across the – uh, Tyler hosting this <laughs> podcast. There we go. That is a big surprise. Um, yep. In the actual NFL, you know, I don't – nothing they've done is a surprise. Um, I mean, I have, I have two here that I'll say. I mean, the, um, the two I want to say are political, so I don't want to say them. <laughs> The two I have are the Chicago Bears, five and one. Okay. And made a quarterback change. That, like, you would have thought, oh, you would have told me the Bears are five and one. Okay, well, Trubisky clearly figured it out. Right. right? Nope. Um, and then. Well, okay, so on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and ahead, the other one that I had was uh, the let Russ cook Seahawks and the change in offensive philosophy there. <laughs> Okay, so uh, on the same vein of you had um, with the quarterback changes, the Miami change actually recently is kind of surprising to me because you you named Fitzpatrick as the starter like at the one. beginning of the season. You know, the, begin, the beginning of the season is always a little bit rocky, but then Fitzpatrick finally gets the Dolphins on a roll, gets them together, they're all on the same page, and then through the bye week you're going to change up the quarterback. I just – I understand the philosophy behind it. You know, we're on a roll – 
through the bye week, get the rookie some play. If he, if we don't start him now, he's never going to get play, yep. and then we might regress him. But it just feels weird to bench the hot hand now with Fitzpatrick as he's the vets getting yep. that team well, going. Here's here's why I think it happened. Um, if you listen to some of the doctors who looked at the Tua injury, they even when he was drafted, they said, you know, the average comeback time on this is right around a year. Well, guess when a year is? Right around November 1st. And Dolphins have a bye this week. So their next game is on November 1st. Right. I, I honestly think the entire time the plan was two was our starter a year from it, the injury date. Um, and that, that was that was the end of it. Yeah. And it just happened to coincide perfectly with the fact that they have a bye week uh, where they can actually, you know, get him acclimated to being the starter and taking starter reps and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, they just didn't tell their current quarterback. Right. Um, I'll say I, I have two also then. So my first surprise is the Patriots. I honestly thought with Cam Newton going there and the way they started the season that, you know, Belichick, it was going to be, oh, yes, he's the master and they're going to, win this division and it's not going to be Buffalo, which everybody was preseason hyping. Uh, the fact that they're two and three and Buffalo's four and two, that's a, a bit of a surprise to me. Now, Cam did miss some time due to COVID and all that, but I'm surprised the Patriots are under 500. Speaking of a team under 500, uh, uh, sitting at uh, the same crappy t- type of record, I'm surprised of the Dallas Cowboys. There was a bunch of preseason hype coming in. We were going to have the best offense in the world with Prescott and these three great receivers and Zeke, and our line was going to be okay. You know, we had some things, and the defense was going to be better. We got all these free agents, this, that, and the other thing, and injuries, and obviously the players being stupid and not being able to buy into whatever's going on. The fact that they're 2-4 and and getting murdered Points against a 218, by far and away the most in the entire league. Worse than the Jets by like 30 points. To me, that's a surprise how crappy the Dallas defense is. Um, guys, I'm going to interject here. Right. I have to go. So I'm mean, signing off. It's been a wonderful I long think contest with you guys. Anyway, it's time to sign so- off. It's time to say, hey. It's a small world. Uh, yeah, it is a small world, and also fuck you, Tyler.